0: This week's message given by Pastor Stephen Yun at the Succasani United Methodist Church, May first, 2022. The message is relationship sailing through life together based on Acts twenty-seven one to twelve and Mark four thirty-five to forty-one. It's good to be with you. you join me as I pray. Oh God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you created. We thank you, Lord, that you are God from everlasting to everlasting. You are faithful, God, when even when we are not faithful to you. As we listen to the words of Scripture this morning, we ask that your Holy Spirit come and Open our hearts and minds to your life-giving word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So one day, a novice sailor was sailing in the ocean. By the way, this is a joke. Uh, First service, I had to remind them that it was a joke. Um, but sooner or later, he got into a trouble in a heavy storm and had to uh, call the coast guard for help. Mayday, 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 he yelled. This is boat happy hours, boat happy hours, boat happy hours, happy hours. This is a sullen coast guard, came the reply. Can you give me your petition, sir? Over. Sullen coast guard, this is boat happy hours. I'm a manager of a deli bakery department at Walmart over. Okay. Again, this was a joke. (laughs) We know the Coast Guard needed to know where his sailboat was located. If you have been on a ship on the deep sea, you would know how stunning, how breathtaking it would be to be out in the ocean. It's just beautiful to see The beautiful beautiful scenes of the ocean but at the same time being on the deep ocean could be terribly disorienting I was four years old when I first rode on my father's boat which was used for his uh, business since then I had many opportunities to be on his boat sometimes you know we went to the deep sea where we couldn't even see the land it wasn't it wasn't really a a pleasant experience first because of seasickness and the second the fear of being on the deep ocean you know when you drive there are street signs and mile markers that provide you with information you know how how far you have traveled, where you are now and whether you're going in the right direction but it's not the case when you are in the middle of the ocean Though the boat keeps moving forward, all you can see are the same waves in the sky. You feel like you just keep wandering around the same area all the time. Just like you're running on a treadmill. And as a boy, I realized how disorienting and how uneasy it could be when you didn't have any reference points. When you don't have any clue to where you are. I know some of you have a boat, but whether you have a boat or not, each and every one of you has this ship. Actually, several of many of them. It's a ship called Relationship. Relationship. Just like its name, our relationship is like taking a journey on a ship. Not a cruise, but a sailboat. As you know, the sailboat is a vessel with sails that catch the wind and the wind pushes the, the boat along. What sailors got to do is though, to harness the power and the direction of the wind by adjusting variable sails, which can propel the ship and have them get to a destination. Sails were created to handle not only a gentle breezes, but also strong winds. Whether the winds are strong or gentle, what's amazing about a sailboat is that the sailing can still be smooth. It all depends on how you, how you maneuver the, the sails, which implies the role and power of our faith, and which we will talk more about this in the following Sundays. When sailing is smooth, you enjoy the views in the ocean breeze. You enjoy every aspect of it. Right? Like what a good relationship can do. It gives you a sense of joy, a peace, fulfillment, satisfaction. When your relationship is going well, going in the right direction, you will find your relationship, the whole experience of being in relationship, life-giving and fulfilling. But ironically, there are times when you experience this very same relationship or a different relationship causing headache, disappointment, disorientation, like awful seasickness. When the sailing is rocky and rough, you feel seasickness, right? And the only thing you might think of is getting off. Boat as soon as possible, like those who let go of a relationship and get out of a relationship that they used to cherish. It makes us wonder why some relationships sail beautifully on these seas of life while other relationships get shipwrecked and sidetracked. It makes us wonder why and how some relationships are able to navigate rough waters and remain anchored in love and trust what did they what difference does that make what why do others falter in unfavorable conditions and dissolve at the first hint of disagreement disappointment and disengagement what does the Bible has to say about the relationships that shape our lives you know, especially after the pandemic, I've heard many stories of people struggling with their relationships between family members, friends, coworkers. Remember, it was also the number one stressor that our church family identified in the ministry survey conducted last year. That was the number one the stressor. Though it's true that many families have enjoyed spending uh, more time together during this pandemic, there are some relationships that have failed to thrive and become estranged during these unprecedented times. From an article I recently read, a family law expert and psychologist indicate that there's a disagreement disagreement over COVID restrictions, child vaccination, even the very existence of the virus have, have, been, have, have seen some relationship pushed to the breaking point. On social media, I see people share the message, you know, stop saying that we are all in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm, which kind of makes sense, you know. It emphasizes the importance of understanding and kindness toward others. But I'm not sure how it would make sense for the, the intimate uh, relational, uh, relational units like a family, because we're, we're 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 seeing ourselves as being in the same boat as a family, or as a church family. Friends, where are you currently located in terms of your relationship journey with your spouse, your partner, your significant other, your friends, and your your Children or your parents. How can we better sail through life together as we navigate the different winds and different streams of water? As you can see from this uh, banner, you know it. Uh, this shows us our annual theme, which is connect. Connect. The connect is our, our annual theme. You know, how do we connect and reconnect with God, our church family, our neighbors in the surrounding community? This has been and will continue to be our focus as we come out of the pandemic that has disjointed and disintegrated our relational fabric at a variety of different levels. These are the questions that we will also explore in this particular sermon series, Relationship, Sailing Through Life Together. In the New Testament reading, the Book of Acts 27, Luke, a narrator of the story, talks about the sailing trip that Paul and his party embarked on. Paul was boarding the ship not just as a traveler, but as a a, a prisoner. He was arrested. He was in prison at, at Caesarea for two or more years, and he was actually going to Rome to stand trial before Caesar the starting point of this sailing journey was Caesarea which is on the Mediterranean Sea of Israel as you can see from this map and departing from the harbor of Caesarea they would sail for Rome Italy a trip from Caesarea could take hundreds of routes or the combinations of routes to reach their final destination Rome and Italy now, if you were a captain of the ship, which route would you have taken? Think about that. Which which route would you take if you were the captain? I guess many of you would take this route. How many of you took this route? Okay, a few of you, yes. You know, which would be a shortcut to Rome? This route would have saved time and energy because it would lead them to Rome as soon as possible. At that time, it was quite dangerous to travel. You know, they had to travel on a sailing ship like this grain of of Fraser, the freighter, which was widely used on the Mediterranean Sea during the times of Paul. The biblical, biblical historians explain that the ship Paul boarded must have been a part of a well-organized fleet that carried the passengers and manufactured goods and grains between Egypt and Italy. Those are the big cities in the Mediterranean uh, The Sea. There were a lot of uh, trade between these two cities. So with the favorable favorable weather, the, 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 the journey from Italy to Egypt was an easy two weeks. But the return trip with green heavy ships was a totally a different matter. In the book of Acts, um, you know, Luke gives us many de- many details about the Paul's journey to Rome. Based on this account, here is the actual route uh, the ship took. As you can see, it's far from a shortcut, right? Because of the prevailing weather, uh, these ships had to travel against the wind. And and make a number of turning maneuvers, sail back and forth on the Mediterranean Sea. Ships often had to wait for long periods of time in ports for the weather and wind to cooperate. That's why they had to take this route uh, and, you know, stopping by different ports in the Mediterranean Sea. Though there there was a saying that all roads to lead Rome, it wasn't the case in the ocean. According to Luke verse 17, as you see from the slide, uh, the journey was quite slow with lots of uh, waiting. The wind didn't really help either as they were navigating. It didn't allow them to hold their courses, so they had to sail to the Lee of Crete, and finally came to a place called Fairhaven, as you can see from this map. And this means they had to reroute the uh, predetermined course to make headway. To make it worse, winter was fast approaching. According to the scripture, it was after the the Day of Atonement, which was the mid-October. So the winter was fast approaching, and this meant that they would have to stop for the winter somewhere on the way because the winter was a storm season there. Knowing it would be too dangerous for sailing, Paul warned them, you know, Paul warned the crew, the captain, and the centurion, that the journey would end in trouble. But no one listened to what Paul said. Friends, as I was reflecting on Paul's journey on a sailing trip, it didn't come as a surprise to see how similar it is to our relationship journey. Our relationship journey comes with both expected and unexpected, you know, uh, challenges, twists, and turns across, you know, across the journey along the way. Because this journey was guided by the Spirit for God's purpose, Paul was blessed to know what's coming, what was coming. But let's be honest. Most of the time, we don't know what holds the future. What we don't know what holds the future of our relationship. What our relationship would look like in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years, we do not know. Sometimes people sense a problem but just ignore warning signs that they get from the Lord and others in their relationship. A sign of unhealthy, ungodly relationship, sign of storms of life, a sign of a need for posing and waiting and discernment. They don't want to stop, discern, and wait for the Spirit of God who guides them in the right direction. They would still just go on sailing just just as a centurion did. Because of their ungodly, unhealthy nature, some relationships are being set up for failure, which is a sad reality. Relationships that make the Holy Spirit grieve and groan, but some people... Keep on sailing at the risk of a shipwreck. And we will think about this issue in the following Sundays. Sometimes, friends, the challenges in relationship come from outside, not from inside. Back in uh, 1986, a, a first century fishing boat, a model of Jesus' boat, was excavated from the shore of the Sea of Galilee. You can see, um, you know, they found it in a muddy lake bed, and they actually uh, re- recreated the, the boat. The remains of this ancient Galilee boat enabled the scholars to know what kind of material were used uh, to build this boat, and, and how a boat of Jesus' time was constructed, and more importantly, you know, how it looked like. And again, this model was constructed based on the study of the remains that they found, so the picture on the slide actually was cut out. There was a, a sail. It's not visible there. But it's basically a boat with the sails. So, you know, this kind of boat was used for Jesus' ministry as he was preaching the gospel across the villages. And boats such as this are mentioned more than 50 times in the gospel uh, you know account of Jesus ministry in Galilee including the story of Jesus and his disciples facing a storm in the boat again we face one simple truth in this gospel story this is a very familiar story for many of us the, the truth that seems hard to get used to you know following Jesus journeying with Jesus doesn't mean that we are free of storms Wind storms may still come and beat into the boat of our life, our relationships. The question is, how are we responding to the storms that come out of nowhere? How do, how do they affect our relationships? And what's the role of faith? What's the role of your faith in those relational turbulence? I want to challenge you to consider this question seriously, friends. Where is Jesus in those moments? And what do you ask him to do? Some Christians don't want to bother Jesus. You know, they just want him to be where he is, not concerning their personal relationships. Sometimes they push him away from that situation as if he he had nothing to do with what they're going through. In the story, the disciples of Jesus were in fear, in panic. Of course, you know, they were going through a, a, a terrible storm. Perhaps they did their best to save themselves, to get out of that situation. But facing the truth that life can end or change, the disciples walk Jesus. They knew even in their fear and terror that Jesus was the source of life. Friends, I don't know the conditions of your relationships today. Whether they're in a good shape for sailing, whether they're being deteriorated toward a shipwreck. Sometimes it's hard to see that our relationship is not what it used to be. It's even harder to accept that our relationship with someone we love has sailed or may not be heading in the right direction, especially in the direction that, God wants us to take. As we engage in this new sermon series, Relationships Sailing Through Life Together, I believe God is calling each of us to discern and examine our personal relationships with faith and honesty. Because God knows exactly what you're going through in your relationships, and He cares about you. He cares about you deeply and lovingly. Remember the boat happy hours I mentioned in the beginning, which was a joke? I don't know the name of your relationship, but I invite you to think of a relationship God is calling you to discern in today's life. Maybe a relationship that you are struggling with at this time. And I want you to name it. Think about it and name that relationship. What would you like your relationship to be called? What's your hope for this particular relationship? Next Sunday, we're going to hand out a um, a post-it. I'm going to ask you to write down the name of your ship. So during this week, beginning today, think about the name of the relationship that you want to name and focus on. As you reflect on your sailing journey today and the following Sundays, friends, I hope and pray that you can hear the voice of the divine coast guard. The divine coast guard saying, can you give me your position? Again, this question is not about what you do. Whatever your job, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. All you need to do is to discern and figure out where you are now and ask your divine coast guard, your divine captain, to rescue your saving boat, sailboat, and lead your sailing journey. Turn on your satellite communication system to God. And let the Lord know where you are. And don't forget to say the name of your sailing boat. Amen.